Welcome to the Institute's Leading Edge, a show dedicated to giving automotive professionals the tools and education needed to succeed. The topics we cover are all geared towards running a better business, leading a better life, and ultimately changing the industry for, well, the better. Here's what's coming up. So there are credits that are, that are out there. And the government literally pays about $14 billion a year out in this program. What we do is the niche work of identifying and recovering the R&D credits. If he spends 80% or more of his time, the IRS says he can use 100% of their income as R&D, as R&D expenditures. I'm just getting more excited. More excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's their rules. It's their rules. We just apply them. We need your help. By submitting questions or topics to info at wearetheinstitute.com, we can continue to provide relevant content to you, the listener. But for now, what are we waiting for? Let's get into it. Welcome to The Leading Edge. Uh, This is episode number 84, and today we're going to talk about research and development tax credits, uh, which is an interesting subject. Today we have with us uh, uh, Richard Torrell from Business Group Resources, who I met uh, about two weeks ago. Um, and uh, I think we have something that's very, very interesting and uh, um, viable for the automotive industry. Richard, could you just take a moment and kind of give us the, the outline of what that is? Sure. Why, why, why is this important? How could this benefit a, an automotive shop? Well, bottom, bottom line to what it does, Cecil, is it actually brings cash into the pockets of the owners of the, of, uh, the, the auto repair companies. Uh, is this is literally money that comes from the government, uh, not not because uh, they're giving a handout, but because you are entitled to take advantage of a law that's been on the books for 40 years now, but small to mid-sized businesses simply haven't been able to take advantage of it. So let me give you a little background on that so I can uh, so I can give you some context. Like I said, this is something that's been around for 40 years, uh, literally 40 years uh, this year. Uh, started in 1981 under the Reagan administration, and it was supposed to be what it was and still is, uh, was a, a program to encourage businesses, American businesses, to be more efficient, to be more effective, to do things better, to be innovative, to make more profits, to do better. But for the first 25 years of the R&D credits, literally from 81 through the early 2000s, this was a this was a program which was really kind of exclusive to big C corporations, big companies that had big CPA firms. They had the, the Deloitte and Touche and BDOs and Moss Adamses of the world who have floors of people who do, who do nothing but this for big companies. What the IRS tells us today is that even today, now some, what is that, 40 years later, uh, that large companies, 60 to 70% of all large companies take advantage of this, but only 5% of small to mid-sized companies take advantage of it, simply because they usually don't know it exists. They're usually doing what all, what all of us do in the, in, the, in the business, is we are worried about building our widget or fixing our car, as opposed to having that kind of detailed, specific information that allows us to take advantage of it. So there are credits that are, that are out there. The government literally pays about $14 billion a year out in this program. Our company was started in 2004 with the very specific goal of working with small to mid-sized businesses because it's an untapped market. They don't have the specifics. We do not replace your CPA. What we do is the niche work 
of identifying and recovering the R&D credits. I give you an overview. Yes, it does. I I think what we need to talk about and clarify is how does an automotive shop have R&D credits? It seems like uh, nothing I do is R&D. So why in the hell would would the government give me tax credits? Um, uh, Because I don't think, I don't know, right? Yep. Well, Cecil, you're, 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 you're bang on. There are three fundamental questions that every shop owner needs to uh, needs to address and understand, and these are the three big three biggies that we have to go that we have to go through. First number question is this for real, honest? You're going to give me money, okay? Is that and that that's what we'll be talking about and where the validity of that. Second question is why hasn't my CPA told me about this? If it's so valid, if it's if it's out there, why don't I already know about it? And third question is, am I going to get audited? Right. I mean, that's what, that's what we've got. You've got to be concerned about that. You've got to be, you've got to be uh, aware of, of, uh, of the issues. And I want to be able to address those specifics. I like my CPA. Don't, don't get me wrong. And, and my CPA does a great job of doing my taxes, making sure they're done on time, making sure I'm paying my fair share, et cetera, et cetera. But if, if, if we filled the box with all the things the CPA doesn't know, uh, the box would be pretty overflowing, I think. Yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, there are over seventy thousand pages in the uh, in, in the Internal Revenue Code. Nobody, nobody can be a specialist in everything. My goodness, Cecil, uh, your people, our people. I mean, you guys specialize in Mercedes Benz or BMW or Toyota or one of the others because you specialize. Same thing in this particular industry. Your CPA does probably does a wonderful job. We cooperate with a lot of CPAs. A lot of CPAs bring us into their clients because we do this specialty work that they don't typically do. It requires software. It requires expertise. It requires a lot of time to do. There's a fundamental difference between what a CPA does and what we do. A CPA, your tax preparer CPA, or just tax preparer, which is case, is, is typically in, is typically looking at dollars. They're looking at how much money do you bring in, how much money do you spend out, what can you expense, what can you deduct as a business expense, what can't you to try to, to get you. Uh, and if they're if they're doing additional things, they might be worried about your your pension plan or your processing for the future. That type that type of thing. There there are wonderful people that do exactly that. Our focus is not necessarily the, the, the cash in, cash out. Our focus is the activities. What the, R, what the R&D credits focus on, the, what the IRS says is that if you as a company do these specific types of activities, which are called QRAs, Qualified Research Activities, and, and a researcher does not have to have a white coat and pour you know, chemicals into a beaker. Research is a very, very broad subject. Basically, is whatever you are doing within your organization to improve your process, improve your practice, improve, make make more profitability, get yourself trained. Uh, Cecil, your the, the the stuff that you provide for your for your people that that is all improvement process that you're that you're looking at. So again, you have uh, talking about the CPA. I'm sure every one of your uh, shop owners has an attorney. And he has a corporate attorney who helps him with anything involved with his corporation. But if you have an accident, you're probably going to go get a PI attorney. Divorce attorneys are specialized. Uh, real estate attorneys are specialized, right? 
Contract attorneys. Contract attorneys, whatever it might be. Your doctor, okay? Your doctor. You're not going to have your, your internal medicine guy do your brain surgery because we specialize. Same thing here. Same thing here. Your CPA, I'm sure, doesn't do public accounting, probably doesn't do nonprofit accounting, probably do, probably doesn't do uh, public entity accounting like cities and things like that. Because those are very specialized fields. He does corporate accounting. We do R&D. We don't do the rest of the stuff. So, so every once in a while, uh, I've been in the, in the industry about 40 years. And uh, I can think of at least twice where somebody thought up this crazy idea uh, to help shop owners save money. Uh, one of the things that I remember was um, uh, leasing your technician's mm-hmm. tools yeah. and uh, and that would save you on workers' comp and you know tax, employee taxes and all the other stuff. I, I didn't do it because I thought it sounded too risky for me, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting because I'm like a high-risk individual. <laughs> but I know shops that did it. And then four years later, the IRS said, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not something that you can do and went backwards. And these guys ended up paying a bunch of extra money to the IRS because they did something that wasn't. Why is this not that? Because it's 40 years old. We've been, we've been in business for 17 years doing the same thing over and over again. We've done it with 5,000 uh, different uh, 5,000 successful clients. We are today recovering between three and four million dollars a month for our for our clients, all with small to mid-sized companies, all mid-sized companies. Our average recovery is in the sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollar range, depending on a depending on a company. Our so, so I gotta I'm, I'm gonna interrupt you because yeah. you're able to go back three years. Yes. So and then you're able to move forward every year. Correct. Okay. Yeah, and, that, and that is a big deal because when you talk about that, is that when you talk about it, the IRS has what they refer to as a statute of limitations. And that goes backwards for three years. They give us taxpayers the right to go backwards and question taxes that happen within the last three years. Those are what are referred to as the open years. Okay. The IRS has the same, has the same structure on their side where they do not go back past three years with their statute of limitations because that's they don't leave it open unless it's a fraud situation. There are specifics. This is not a fraud. This is, this is we are making an application. We'll end up going into that detail. So, let me, good. so let, me, let me see if I understand this correctly. Uh, there may be and probably are certain actions that I do in my automotive business that qualify me for uh, IRS um, research and and development tax credits. If we can identify those actions that we do, QRAs, and then uh, decide, you know, what percentage of my time is spent with those actions, I could write off part or all of my salary, part or all of someone else's salary, and even some of the equipment or things that we might have purchased to get those things done. I want to clarify one phrase, one word that you used in there, and that's okay. write-off. And that's write-off. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go. It's, it's not a write-off. It's this a credit. Is not this yeah, is it's even better. That's right. So. This is a dollar-for-dollar dollar recovery, avoidance, or non-payment. So, so let's say let's say that we ident- let's say that I make a hundred grand a year. All mm-hmm. right. 
And uh, we look at what I do because I'm, I'm like writing business plans for uh, owners, et cetera. I'm developing plans to help them fix their businesses, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Right. And uh, I spend 20% of my time doing that. Technically, we could come up with $20,000 worth of tax credits, one for one. No. Okay. No. You, what we do is we take 20%, take, let's use the 20% of your time. Right. We can take 20% of your time as a, as a QR of your, your activity. That has to be applied. This is where the, this is where the magic of what we do is. What our pro, the process is that I work with work with a shop owner, and I've done multi, many of them. I'm sure we'll talk about. I, some I know them. some of the guys you worked with, and exactly. they're very and happy. They, so, and they're by the way, they're happy to uh, to give a, to to uh, take a phone call from from people to to talk about what they what they've done. But what the what we what we do is not as as quite as simple as that because what you have to do is you have to identify your QRAs. What are the activities? Of you, of your shop foreman, of your of your order writers, of your if you've got a special if you've got a specialist in there that you're doing, we have to identify what all of those different pieces. We then match that up against the IRS calls it the nexus, the connection between QRAs and what they call QREs, qualified research expenditures. And I can use wages, I can use outside services like your season. And I can use and I can use materials like if you uh, created a uh, a new hoist that you needed a new thing to fit to lift engines or whatever it is that you're doing, and you created that and you use materials, bought materials for that. Those are those are considered uh, exp- those expenses. So what we have to do is we have to take the uh, the QRAs, the activities, look at that in in conjunction with your P and Ls and your taxes. Because we are only interested in getting cash back in your pocket. By the way, right up, right up front, we make our money, our income comes in as a percentage of the cash you get back. This is not an exercise where I find a whole bunch of credits for you. We have to get cash back in your pocket. That's the only time we make money. So hang on, hang on. I want, I want to clarify because I, I don't know that that was clear. Um, it is an exercise where you find R&D credits, mm-hmm. but... You do, I don't pay you to do that. The way that I pay you to do that is when you find the R&D credits and we get cash back, you take some piece of that money I get back. Exactly. If I don't get exactly. any money back, you don't get paid. Exactly right. Or if we go in and I, tell you, I can tell you, I, I personally have done hundreds of these cases. We have done thousands of them as a business over the last 17 years. I do not, I do not within my business, my business I've, never had, I've never had what we do audit. We are part of an audit. I'm sure you're going to dig down into that piece of it as well. We are. We have been parts of audits where they have looked at other things and they also looked at what we did. We're fine with that. But what does happen is that sometimes you end up with a situation and I'm applying for, I don't know, $36,000 of refund. And the IRS says, ah, I'm not sure about that one. Uh, you know, we think that it ought to be $32,000. You know, we'll probably go back and forth with them. By the way, we do this at no cost to, to our clients. We go back and forth with them and say, okay, probably it's worthwhile just accepting the 32000 because we could argue for years on that. So we accept the 32000 It's a reduction on that, and we reduce our fees accordingly. 
Okay. I have never had a circumstance yet where they came back and said, no, we're not going to give you anything on it when you apply. Okay. So because we don't want to do that, that's a waste of time for us. And we, we've done so many of them, we know where it's at. What if we told you that you could get quality training and education conveniently and without emptying your pockets? Our gear platform presents great education and resources for automotive shops, courses led by experts inside and outside our industry, a community of like-minded people to engage with, and a resource library at your fingertips. With a monthly membership, you can gain access to every course we have in the library, as well as the multiple courses we add each and every month. With the ability to watch wherever and whenever you'd like, the right training is more easily accessed than ever before. For help with improving your business, Go to wearetheinstitute.com and take your first course today. So the, the way I understand the process is we contact you. A meeting is set up. A exploratory meeting is it's set up. Exactly right. Huh? Where we we talk about you know what our people do, how much of the time they spend doing it, and we identify these QR. QRAs, QRAs, QRAs. QRAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you know your um, your accounting team, your people uh, take a good look at all that, decide, yeah, I think this is really legit. Here's what this and, is going right. to look like, and in conjunction, and in conjunction with your PLs and your and your taxes, yeah, yeah, you got to you got to have the right. You got to have the detail. Out. We have to have the detail. Well, if I didn't spend any money, so so let that. That's an my mind is like. That's right. I, I'm all over the place. So, <laughs> so let's say that I didn't, I didn't earn any money that that year. I lost money. Mm-hmm. Can I carry the credits forward? Very, very good question. So, first of all, here's the way we would look at that. Let's give a, let's give an example. Let's we can go back three years, which we well, that's what we can do. We can go back three years, and let's say that you had for the first two years of that. You had a bunch of loss carry forwards, or you lost your tail in a you know in a in a gas investment that you made or something, whatever it was. So you ended up paying zero taxes. Right. Okay. That which which, ha- which happens, right? So you paid zero taxes, but that doesn't change the fact that you did act those activities during those years. Right. Okay? So what ends up happening? R and D credits by law are able to be carried forward for twenty years. So what we do is we look at all, all three years going backwards. You pay no tax in, in 2018, no taxes in 2019, but 2020, all of a sudden now you've got a pile of taxes. What we do is we do the calculations for all of the years. They roll forward we get, and we are able to get you money back for 2020 in our example on that. And whatever my cash you get back, we take a piece of that as, as, as our fee. If we went all three years and we looked at it and you just didn't have sufficient, because we're not, we're not worth, it is not worth anybody's while for us to go in and get four or five, six thousand dollars. Okay. So we rarely do the, do a, do a small, the small. Um, but if it's that, that's the case, then it just doesn't make sense. So we, we do what we call a no, a no recovery on that. And we just roll it forward to look at the future years. Okay. Just to give you on, on that specific point. Just to give you a criteria on this, uh, if uh, as a company's size, we're look, our sweet spot, I think I may have said it earlier, is between a million and 25 million of revenue in the company. That's what we look at. We can go down to 500,000-ish, depending on the size of the company. Combination of that with you are paying taxes 
And the taxes we're talking about here, if you're a sub S or an LLC, we're talking about your personal taxes, okay, that we're looking at. And that we're looking at at, say, at a a kind of a minimum ish of $10,000 a year average. Okay. But when I'm, let me, me, before you ask the question on that one, I want to clarify that. These credits that come through your company, are able to be applied as credits against your taxes wherever those taxes were paid. So for example, you have a shop and your wife is a um, teacher, whatever, okay, doctor. And, and on her income, you pay a bunch of taxes. Those taxes are also able to be have this credit is applied against them. Because we're filed jointly. Because you're filed jointly, correct. Okay. If you weren't filed, you're absolutely right. If you weren't filed jointly, then you wouldn't be able to take advantage of that. So, so hang on, because this I think this is uh, one of the keys. Um, it's basically on my personal taxes where the credits get applied. As, not long, as, have an, as long as you have an LLC or a sub-S okay. or a partnership, because those are pass-through entities, credits follow taxation. And in those kinds of entities... The revenues or the losses from your company follow forward usually on, on a K one that you that you're used to used to getting those, and so you have an income on that K one. Any W two income you take during the year, obviously, you're paying taxes. Well, and that's the other thing I think that we need to pay attention to here because I may not have made money. Let's say you know COVID was a tough year for some people. Yeah, tough. Absolutely. Um, so I, I I took money out of my company. Because uh, I take a check and and I take draws occasionally, and yet at the end of the taxes on those, right? Right, and so I, I'm kind of yeah, I'm attached to those things. I I like those things. Um, the and 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 therefore I have paid taxes. Now my my company at the end of the year may not have made a profit, so there's no pass through to me, but I could pass through the the research and development credits and get it off of a one-for-one, dollar-for-dollar based on the taxes I did pay on the income I did take. Exactly, to your W-2. Remember, what I said earlier was that R&D credits don't look at the dollars at the dollars as an income as an exp- income or as an expense, right? They're, they're involved with your activities. So even if your company lost money, it doesn't matter that you also that you um, you doesn't that doesn't matter. You also did those activities which created credits. All right. And so it, again, I, I think we're going to have some people that are going to going to watch us and go, "Wow, um, oh my god!" Like you know, we were in a meeting. I was in a meeting with Richard, and there was uh, I don't know twelve of us or something. And there's three of us sitting there drooling, you know, because we're like, "Oh my god, I could get eighty grand back." Uh, and moving forward, I could save twenty, thirty thousand dollars every year uh, in one-on-one tax credits. So there's three of us drooling. I, I think there were another three people in the room that were like, "I don't know, this is kind of scammy. I don't know." And then there was the middle ground. There always is the middle ground where they're like, "You know, I'd like to do this, but I don't quite believe it." You know, so I'm just an automotive shop. Um, what specific activities? would an automotive shop do that would qualify for research and development tax credit? I'm going to give you an example that I use. That's not, that's not an automotive, and I'll get to that in a minute because I think you'll be able to tie it together. I have a company, client uh, out, in, out in California, 
And what they do is they do, they print labels. That's their entire business. Decent sized company, six, eight million dollars company. And but they do labels. Their process is that they have 2,500 times a year. Somebody comes in and says, I want to put this label. I want a, a velvet label in chartreuse color on a twisty plastic bottle. Okay. Whatever it is that they're coming in. They come in and say, I got a problem. I need to solve that problem. They say, well, all right, I'm not sure if I can do this. Not sure if you're even going to buy what I'm, what I'm offering, but I have now I'm going to spend time and I'm going to figure out what the problem is. What are my alternatives? What kind of, what kind of things can I use? What kind of adhesive? What kind of, what kind of, uh, uh, coloring, uh, coloring, what kind of materials. And I have to go through all of this and say, okay, based on all of this, this is what I think we can do. They then say yes or no. Okay. And then now once you've done that, up to that point, you're, you're doing trial and error. You're doing experimentation. You're trying to figure out alternatives. What are my choices? Will this go? And you're taking a risk. Because that client may say, oh, well, that's way too expensive. I can't do it. Okay. Right. And But once you start doing, in my example, once they start that print running, because they do big runs, it's going to run for two, 24 hours, two weeks, for two weeks to run million, millions of these things. Once that starts running, no R&D. That's just okay. doable. All right. Now, so Go ahead. Go ahead. The parallel. The parallel. Obviously, I bet you now that I'm, you're here. I'm already, it's, a, it's going on. It's going on here, baby. You, you get somebody that walks in to your office, talks, walks up to your the desk and says, hey, my, my, truck is, my truck is going like this. I don't know what that is. And you say, I don't know either. Let's find out. Now you go in, you check it, you put it on the scope. Oh, by the way, you had to learn how to use that scope, Right. Because you bought this new scope. Yeah. I also had to buy the darn thing so I could actually do the R and D. You can do that exactly right, and you have, and it's not and it's not the equipment. I can't. You get. You're going to deduct the equipment, but I'm going to. But I'm going to find credits because you had to learn how to use that equipment. First, you had to find out what, what type of which which scope you could use. I'm assuming there's multiple of them. Okay, different kind of scopes that I want. Then you had to learn it. Then you had to learn to train your people to do it. Then you have to, now you've got to use it and you're going back and forth. So how many times a year as a auto repair, do you have people walking in and say, I got something wrong. I don't know what it is, but let's figure it out. Now you've got to figure that out. Or they even walk in for service and now you're saying, oh my gosh, there is something going on here. I need to figure this out. Okay. So, so let me see if I can. Let me see if I can make a couple of direct applications, mm-hmm. and, yep. and you can tell me whether I'm I'm going down the right road or the wrong road. In in my business, my personal automotive shop that I used to run, each of our technicians got forty eight hours worth of training every year. Forty eight. Did, uh, did they use computers to do that? Absolutely. Did they uh, use they, the internet? Yeah. They did. They also yeah. they also went to physical classes where they learned how to use certain tools and and diagnose certain things, et cetera. And so the way that I look at that, if I paid those guys on average, say 50 bucks an hour, and there were five of them that worked 48 hours, I've just found $12,000 worth of tax credits. Okay. Uh, $12,000 worth of of QREs, not the credits. You've got the, those are expenditures, activities. All right. Now, now I also have um, my diagnostic person. A uh, customer comes in with a vehicle that says, you know, you go down the road and, and about 35 miles an hour, the car goes, vroom, 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 vroom. you know, okay. Uh, we have no idea what's going on. So my diag guy 
takes the car out, experiences the problem, hooks up the equipment, spends whatever time to figure out what's wrong with the vehicle. All right. And then he has to communicate the plan, write up the plan for the service advisor who then writes up the plan for the customer. Uh, up to this point, that is R&D. Exactly right. And let me go very, very specific on that. You've got a diag guy, uh, and I've hit this many, many times with the, with the, uh, the uh, shops that I've, that, I've, that I've worked with. You've got a diag guy, and that's all he does. He diags all day long, figures it out. He handles somebody, some one of the shop people go, go and he's got an additional problem. And he says, look, George, you know, I don't know what this is. Can you help me figure it out? If he spends 80% or more of his time, the IRS says that's their 80% rule. You can use hundred percent of their income as R and D as R and D expenditures. I'm just getting more excited. More excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's their rules. It's their rules. We just apply them. Does the, so in, in again, I'm, I'm going to look at my shop. I have my guy. My guy creates the plan. Uh, then he gives it to my service advisor, who then does the pricing, pulls all the pieces together, uh, uh, presents the plan to the customer. This is what we would like to do. This is how we're going to solve your problem, et cetera, et cetera. Does the service advisor's time also count in that? A piece, a piece of it. Not as, mu- not as much as your diag. Okay. So that, but a good piece of what he, a good piece of what he's doing. I mean, he, he's obviously taking phone calls and he's calming down Mrs. Jones who wants her car now and you just can't get to it or yeah. whatever it might be. So there's going to be a lesser piece of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, but if you looked at, if you looked at the typical service advisor, um, uh, there is. 10, 15, maybe 20% of that person's time mm-hmm. that is in estimating and figuring yeah. out what the plan is, et cetera. So now you're not talking about 80% rule. You're really talking about a 20%. Of, exactly. Uh, but, exactly. but if I'm paying somebody a hundred grand a year and I can say 20% of his time was done in these very specific ways, then I've got my QRAs and, and now it looks like and then you're able to go back three years. Exactly. exactly. So if we if we if we identify, let's say we had the same employees for over the whole three year period, and we identified that this technician spends eighty percent of his time diagnosing, this technician spends forty percent of his time diagnosing, and this service advisor does twenty percent of their time, blah blah blah, then we would take a hundred percent of this guy, we would take forty percent of this guy, twenty percent of the other guy, and put all that in a pile and say that. It, it qualifies as, as a QRA. Exactly right. And I'm going to go, to go down a little bit into the weeds with you just so that you got some reality, some understanding. That what you're discussing right there is the fundamental change that happened with R&D in the early, in the early to mid-2000s. Okay. Okay. For the first 25 years, as I said early on, this was just big company stuff. By the way, go on the internet and and Google R&D tax credits. You'll get millions of hits and lots and lots of companies. Yeah, I know you sent me about eight different things. So. <laughs> right. I tried to. More than you ever wanted to know about R&D credits, right? Exactly. I want you to know about R&D credits. That's what I want. <laughs> but, so. And I want you to know what I know. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so so what I'm, the point that I'm making is that all of that time for 25 plus years, it was only the big guys. 
Only C corporations, LLCs didn't even exist. And sub S corporations weren't very, very popular and they weren't used. In the early 2000s, under the Bush administration, all of it now, LLCs now were allowed to take advantage of this. And then there was another methodology which was, was created be specifically because small to mid-sized businesses do not have the detailed line-by-line credit of, of, of documentation of what, is, of what those QRAs are. I can tell you the big guys do because they've got Deloitte Because they know how many billions of dollars it's worth to them. It's exactly right. And I'll give you one example on that one I, that I used. We're, we're all, we've all probably saw in 2018 that Amazon paid zero in taxes, right? Zero. A little bit irritating to me that Amazon paid less in taxes than I did. But that's a different, but that's a different discussion. But they paid, they paid zero in taxes. One of the reasons that they paid zero in taxes was that they had $4,437 million worth of R&D credits. Dollar for dollar reduction. If they had not had those $437 million, they would have paid $437 million directly to the government. Okay? The same laws that apply to Amazon applies to Fred's auto repair. Same laws. You just have to know how to apply them. So now let, let me take another scenario here because I want I want the people that are going to listen to this, watch this, and hear this. I want them to understand how it would it, it could possibly potentially apply to them. Mm-hmm. All right, so now I'm a shop owner, and I'm going to go away for two days to a meeting with other shop owners to help plan my business, to learn things about my business, and create a business plan or a marketing plan or or something so that I can take my business forward. Yep. Are those QRAs? Those are part, part of the part of those are. Okay. This is where we get into, and this is where I was going with it, is that the one of the fundamental changes that was made was that instead of having to have line items, you were able to estimate the percentage of the company or you specifically or your your diag guy. Uh, you estimate that as as the subject matter expert that was tested in court, and the specifically because small to mid sized businesses weren't able to take advantage of it because they're building their widgets, they're fixing their cars, right? They're doing what they need to do. They don't have all of this detail that an Amazon has. The court said that's not fair. So we need to make a methodology. So they created a methodology by which we could, by which the subject matter expert can create, can identify the percentage of the company. That's what I do specifically. I sit on a Zoom call because I work nationally, and I sit on I sit on a Zoom call with the with the subject matter expert, maybe one or two in the, in, the, in the company, and we walk through the company to identify and come up with those percentages. That's the process. Once we have that, those QRAs, that kind of percentage, then the CPAs and our CPAs that do that, that do this, we then we then apply those activities against the actual expenses that come, that are reported through your PLs and your taxes. Okay, I, I have another question in my mind that has nothing to do with automotive necessarily. It's okay. more to my company. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I have a, a software engineer. They're, they're building a uh, Cecil comes up with a wild idea that he'd like to see certain numbers and 
and have it kind of interact with, uh, be interactive with the numbers to be able to tell the shop owner, you have a problem here and here's where we need you to go so you can fix that problem. So he spends a year and a half of his time, literally 90% of his time for a year and a half developing whatever this software is going to be. We buy a company that already has that. Uh, it's, it's already there. They, they had it developed before I bought them. Now we buy the company. We have this thing. I don't need that anymore. We put him on other projects, but for a year and a half, that's what he did. Are those QRAs? The most crucial interaction our customer has with us is with our service advisors. So why not have it be with someone who's confident and capable? We train hundreds of top performing advisors utilizing the latest technology, tactics, resources, and training methods. Placing them in a group of their peers, our training keeps them accountable, engaged, and dynamic at the counter. We believe in developing career-oriented advisors so that they have a place they can call home and you don't have to stress anymore about turnover. If you're looking for the next sales training opportunity to provide your advisor with the best possible outcome, experience what it's like to have an institute-trained advisor. Book a discovery call today at wearetheinstitute.com. There's a lot of sales training programs out there, so why not choose the right one? Are those QRAs? Very good question. And the answer is yes, because the IRS doesn't care whether you make money, lose money, or whether you're doing what they care about the, are the activities. Yeah, the action. Right. Yeah. Remember, remember, I'm not looking at dollars. That, as a matter of fact, that printing company that I was telling you about that I used as an example, they actually had a, an application for a um, a unique thing that they're doing. Basically, basically, it was it was 3D printing. Okay, and they did. They spent over $150,000 in hard cash to attorneys and all the engineers and all the people, plus all of their time internally applying for this applying for this um, uh, patent. Okay. It got it got turned down. It wasn't. It doesn't work. It was a complete failure. Okay, but that's an R and D. That's an activity. That's the risk. The uh, the IRS the the concept behind R and D credits is that we as business owners are doing these activities. By the way, it has to be technological in nature, which is why auto repair fits so well. You guys yeah. use software. You guys use hardware. You guys you guys are technological in nature. Um, but the whole purpose of this is to encourage innovation, experimentation, testing, finding something new, making something better. And they're willing, what they're saying is, hey, guys, if you take this risk, we'll give you credits for this that you can use. And the way that you do it is they use it against the taxes. Okay. okay. So it, it's an what their whole private thing they're trying to do is encourage companies to do this. And that's the way that they're encouraging it. With your big boys, with your other people, they're trying to keep you in the United States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. California has a huge R and D program. They're trying to keep you in California. We all know everybody's moving out of California. Going to Texas, right? Going to Texas, Texas, Florida. Because Texas doesn't have it, but Texas, you know that. So, so yeah, there's a there is a there. Honestly, the what I really like is that I get to reward business owners for doing doing things that. We all want our business owners to do. We don't want them to sit back and be complacent. We want them to grow. We want them to make more money. We want them to be profitable. We want them to hire more people, right? right. I mean, that's what we all want to do. It helps our economy. This is a, this is a way that the government is saying, yep, 
that's what we put these things out there for. We'd like to help you take advantage of it. So, so I'm going to one more scenario and then we'll talk about a couple of other things. Um, I've got my marketing person. Yep. Uh, we sit down and that marketing person goes online, figures out, are we going to use this technology or that technology? How are we going to get our message out with the idea of driving our business, making our business better, improving our business? So we're creating some kind of a marketing plan. Some percentage of their job is to create that plan. Uh, uh, and I would say that the creation is the monitoring of whether or not the plan is successful probably isn't, but certainly the time creating the plan and all of that would be QRA time. Think okay. right. Think website. Yeah. Think website development. Okay. Right. You are, you are doing, you are doing a, you're creating a website in order to make your company better. What's it going to look like? What colors are you going to use? What message do you want to have? So what even the even the uh, the branding stuff, the the graphics, the, the coloring, all of that. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes! So that yeah, I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be rich. We we don't we we don't ever let you overstep because we we we, no, we we're, our, our our interests are aligned, Cecil. As a yeah. company, we want you to get the most you can possibly get. Right. Because we get a piece of what you get. So we well, want, I don't I don't I don't want to. I don't want to do something that would put me at jeopardy. So I, exactly. I, I expect you to tell me, Cecil, right. this is, this is not. Exactly. Okay? And exactly. that's what you guys do. You guys that's what we do. Yeah. Because yeah, we're, we're aligned. We want you to get the most you can because we make the most, we make the most money, but right. we are, we are responsible for any issues or problems. And so if I, if I have a, a regular planning session for my business, if I have a marketing team uh, that I work with, uh, who who you know decide the color and the branding, how the thing's going to look, where it's going to go, etc., then I have. Uh, and if I have a diagnostic person who's figuring out, or even I mean, all of my texts were kind of diagnostic, but I didn't have one guy that did all the diagnostic. I had my all of my texts spent some portion of their time figuring out what was wrong with the car, figuring a plan to move forward, and then they actually did whatever the repair is. So the QRA is the figuring time, the diagnostic time, the educational time, uh, but the time fixing the car itself is is not. And I find this very interesting because if you go back, I started my career in 1979 as a technician. And back in 1979, we weren't, you know, diagnostics was a very small part of our business. Okay. And, And actually repairing the car was the biggest part. Uh, you could you could see that the water pump was leaking without tearing the whole car apart just to figure out what's really going on. There weren't a lot of electronics, so you didn't have to, you know, wasn't that overly complicated. And so you spent 10% of your time diagnosing and 90% of your time fixing, right? Nowadays, with automotive, the the, the vehicles are so sophisticated, you might spend 50 or 60% of your time diagnosing, figuring the plan out, and and forty percent of your time actually fixing the vehicle. It it has changed so dramatically in the past fifteen years, twenty years, that it really uh, sets the business up for more uh, QRAs, more uh, available. Uh, uh, you're, you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right. It, it it does, and that's a that's a shift. We change, and you're and and you are becoming more and more technological as you go. Oh yeah, it's got software. You guys, yeah. you guys are pro, you guys are literally programming 
some yes. stuff, right? Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna do we talked about the program and you talked about having your software. I'm gonna change my back, I'm gonna change my background for just a second, just okay. for just, just for giggles and grins. Oh, cool. Okay, that's a yeah. different that's a different background. And what I we are, and I, I had had it up, we are we are endorsed by the Microsoft Channel Partners Association. This is thousands of tech companies across the United States, all of whom are doing the same type of stuff you're talking about. So yeah, that's a it's a huge interest to us. This is a huge interest to them for all of exactly the same reason, exactly the same reasons. Okay. All right. So let me let me um, let me ask you another. I'm going to ask you a couple more questions, and we'll let oh, you go. Uh, you and I have our meeting tomorrow. I can't wait. Um, uh, the why why business group resources? Why not the other six or eight or ten guys that are out there doing this? Yeah, absolutely, and, and and believe me, it's a lot more than six or eight or ten. There are literally hundreds. Here's the uh, fundamental. Here's the fundamental. Sorry, the funny thing. I just I just got to mention this. You know, you you go out and you buy a white uh, Ford Explorer, and before you buy it you don't see any white Ford Explorers, but the minute you own it, there's like 10 of them on the road. The first time you drive it. Um, I have run across three other companies that do this since talking to you before, because you you notice it Yeah, yeah, before talking to you, I was completely um, unaware of any of this. So I'll let you answer the question. Yeah, no. Why you guys? Why why us as opposed to the others? Well, I've got well, I've got a uh, a paper. We do, as I said, we do a lot of work with CPAs. And one of the pa- one of the papers that I've got that I actually create that was actually created for them is a history of R and D credits and why we are different. Okay, because I said, like I said, there are piles of companies that do R and D. However, they do R and D. They do, our focus is that small to mid-sized company. I just had a one where I was actually talking with another R and D company, and they wouldn't take they wouldn't take any they wouldn't look at anything unless it was a half a million dollars or more of QREs. Okay, that's just, that's just what they just what they do. Uh, we when we started the company, we did it specifically for small to mid-sized businesses. As a result of that. And that we've been doing this for about 17 years. So as a result of our focus being there, we had to make process systems software such that it worked for, you know, for Tracy in Northern California that's running a, you know, running a shop, right? And he doesn't have the opportunity to, to have all of this sophistication. So we had to figure out how to make it work. Among the things that we did to make it work is we, we created and we, we utilize a contingency basis. We don't make money unless you make money. We look at a company and, and decide whether or not we've got dollars coming back to you with no cost whatsoever. We're gonna, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to us what, you know, what, what, the, what work we have to do up front. If we don't have money for you, then, then there's no cost. We'll just yeah, well, forget, forget it. It's no good for anybody. Okay. Right. But we had to go through. But the you've work. had your time in. But we had but, to figure that out. But you're doing your, right. you're doing your, R, R, you're doing your R&D. Exactly. Without getting paid, <laughs> yeah. go, find, go find another CPA that's gonna that's going to analyze your business and and spend hours do analyzing your business and comes back and says, oh, you don't got don't have anything, so you don't have to pay me. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, my guy, my guy's four fifty an hour. So exactly, it, it exactly. is what it is. Exactly right. So we so so we did we did we did that. 
we we created our we created our own software internally to make it easy. We created the process by which I sit down for about two hours. It takes me about two hours to analyze it, to work with it, analyze the company. And when you, when you go through the process, you'll see it. I, 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 I always have people set aside two hours. I usually be able to get it done in an hour and a half. But we go through and analyze it. But that's the totality. Of it. That plus giving us your P&Ls and your, and, your, and your taxes, we make it easy for you to do it, right? Because over the years, we've done this so many times, we've got, we've got our process down. We have internal guidelines because we know the IRS and we know the, that a company that has X amount of revenues, that's in X industry, that has X amount of, 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 of expenses, so, is somewhere between this, I call them goalposts. They, they've got, they've got a, it's, there's a, they've got a fancy name for it, the, it's something equilibrium. I call it goalposts. We're, we don't want you to be outside that goalpost. Okay. You can be low, but you can't be high because that's when, when we're both going to end up having to do uh, work for the, for the IRS to go check this, check this stuff out. So all of these things, there's all, this is all pointing back to why us. Our focus is on you, your, your owners, your shareholders, because if you don't get money back, we don't make any money. So if you get in prob- problems, we have problems. We, all, we work together on that. So we, we, we try to work that out and we made the process easy. We don't have somebody coming in at 450 an hour and tearing apart your books and sitting, sitting there taking your people for 12 hours because you as a small business can't do that. You're, you don't have the resources. So okay, so I wanna I I, I wanna um, I, I got three things now. It's only two before now. It's three. Um, I'm a business owner who wants to expand my business, so I have to develop a plan to go out and buy this other piece of property. Build the here's how we're going to build it. Here's what it's going to look like. Here's where the pumps are going to go and the this and the, all of that. QRA, mm-hmm. right? That parts of it. Yes, okay. absolutely. Yeah. All right. That's so just, that's, one of, that's one of the questions that we ask. Okay, so so um, let's get let's get the maybe the elephant in the room out a little bit. What percentage do you take of the money? I, I would get Absolutely. back the typical typical uh, percentage that we take, and I say typical because if it gets very large, gets over a quarter of a million dollars, and I have had my largest last year was six hundred and five thousand dollar recovery. Not for an auto a company, but was recovery. Uh, our, t- our our typical fee structure is thirty three percent. Um, the cash you get back. We so if I don't get any, if I don't get anything back, I'm not paying you. You got zero. And the more I get back, I'm only I'm paying you 33 percent of whatever I get back. Exactly. Okay. Right. Now, and, I, and the way I see it is 33 percent of nothing is nothing. <laughs> but if it, let's say that it's a it's a hundred thousand dollars, and I'm going to pay you thirty three thousand dollars out of that hundred thousand dollars. I'm still getting sixty seven thousand dollars back that I did not know I was going to get nor did I ever think I was going to get it. So for me, it's a no-brainer. It's, um, it's, it is truly found money. That's why I started this out. What, what's the value of it? We give cash to companies. Well, if you, I mean, if you're a typical comp, small business person and you find, you find $50,000 um, that you can pull back in your company and use in, in other ways, uh, or hell, I want to buy a boat, whatever, it's your money to decide with what you want to do. Right. Yeah. So, but I didn't have the money before. Now I have the money. I'll take whatever I can get, frankly. Um, 
the 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 last thing that I'm going to ask you, I think, and then we'll wrap this up, is should I, as a business owner, after you and I get through with all of this, should I then try to define some of this a little better moving forward? Or oh yes, well I'll tell you a little. Here's here's what my experience is, and literally, yeah, hundreds of times that I do. When I walk through this process with you, I walk through and analyze your company. Okay, with you as we're walking through. I've had people say, "My goodness, I've never looked at a company. I look, looked at my company like that." You know, I've got my background in business school, and I ran businesses all my life, so this is really fun stuff for me. I enjoy it. Yeah, some of wow. us are a little twisted in the head. So <laughs> I enjoy know, certain things, range, right? So, so the answer is when we walk through. By the time we finish that hour and a half to two hours, you will know what I'm looking for. Matter of fact, halfway through, you'll start telling me, "Oh, we did this, this. right?" Yeah, and then this. this. I see. I, I, what I'm looking for when I when I do this analysis with you, I'm looking for two, at two things. I'm looking at what you do on a day to day to day to day basis. How many how many uh, sh- uh, how many uh, uh, people do? You, how many cars do you look at? What do you, what does your service manager do? What is your what is your uh, your text do, etc. I'm looking at day to day to day. I'm also looking at projects. And I'm going to ask you about what kind of projects you did. Your example, Cecil, where you talked about your guy that was creating the software to do something, something, and you, and then it, then it all, then it all fell apart because you didn't need it anymore. That's a project. So I'm going to look at, I'm, I'm going to submit all of that stuff to the CPAs along with our uh, decision as to what the percentage of the company is and let them look at it. Okay. Holy smokes. Cause. You know, I'm paying somebody sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year to do this, and I would say ninety percent or more of his time was spent on this. Of course, and and uh, uh, those would would all be well. You and I are going to talk about it, but in in my mind, yeah. those are all qualifying because that's what we were doing, and that's what we document. And, and we then document person- and put, put it together, and that's when we give it to the CPAs and let them do their magic. One more, one more personal thing, and that is, um, I spend a lot of my time building business plans for shop owners. So we go out to the business, uh, we review uh, what's going on, we we look at their financials, we discuss their profits and losses and things like that. We we look at the facility, we we go online and we check marketing uh, demographics, all of that kind of stuff. And then we come back, and I spend four to four days to a week putting a plan together for the shop owner. We call this uh, our business success plan. That seems to me like it would qualify as a QRA. As long as we've got a lot of, as long as we've got technology running through that. If you're oh yeah. Using, yeah. Yeah. I have spreadsheets and all kinds of stuff that I use. Exactly. Uh, yeah. We would, what we would do is we, I, we would identify that as a project for, yes. the, for your, you know, for, you know, Tracy in Northern California, uh, looking at his. Actually, we, we, did, we did one for Tracy. So <laughs> it, it, actually, that's absolutely true. So Okay, that's great. So yeah, and we'd look at that and I, that would be a project that I, asked, that I would ask Tracy about. And I'd say, how many hours did you spend? How much money did you spend on, on a season? What did you do for this? Okay, along with, you know, did you do a new website? What was that? Talk to me about how, how that was doing. What did it cost you? Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. What did it cost you? And what did it cost you in time? I've had people tell me, oh, it just cost it cost me 10 grand, you know, to put that. That is it. I said, How much time did you spend? Oh crap. 
you know, I was 50 hours, 60 50 hours, hours. You know, days yeah. with this thing and going yeah. back and checking it. But people don't think about that. Just like they tell me, oh, you know what? I got money back from my taxes last year. I got five, I got five grand back. I, I didn't pay any taxes. And I say, well, hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You paid taxes. You only you got you, five. You, you only got 70. five grand back because you paid you seventy paid. and you got five grand back. Exactly so. right. So no, 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 no. Let's look at this. You got to look at the reality of what it is. There, you know, this is this is the world I live in. I I live and breathe financial statements. So that's what I do. So you know that that's the that's what we bring um, to you know to to help helping identify this specific niche market so you guys can become part of the 14 billion dollars that they're spending we'll make it 15 billion okay okay Just, oh yeah 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 i want what's my billion? Billion? What's, a, what's a billion i want my billion that's fine that's all i need um uh all right um i can't i can't think of anything else to ask you at this point yeah i do want uh, to, I, I wanted to go to my, I, I do want to go back because i want to make sure that we hit those three big points one one is is this for real and I say, I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you the stuff and talk about that too. Why didn't my CPA tell me about it? I think we've talked about that in, in, yep. in spades. It's just not, it's not a, de- it's not a detail that they work with. Three, am I going to get audited? I do want to address that just very specifically. Again, I told you that my, in my history, I have never had the IRS or, or state entity come back and audit what we've done. I've had them ask plenty of questions and this goes to the CPA for, I don't know myself. Uh, but they've had plenty of questions. I've had them reduce it somewhat. They've never, they've never had uh, a, the an audit. And I want to, I want to explain why I believe that they we, we don't have that at all. And that is because the, the pat answer, the easy answer is, oh, we know what we're doing. We've done it for 17 years. We've got software. It all works. We know it. That's one piece. The big deal here is that that 98 percent of what we do is done retroactively. Meaning you have already paid your taxes. An audit, an audit is when a taxpayer takes a deduction or a reduction of the taxes he's going to pay and doesn't pay the taxes to the IRS. $37,000 coming back to Cecil for 2019. Okay. And they look at it and says, huh, I wonder what that is. I'm not sure. I want to go check. I'm going to send one of my people in the field out there. That's an audit. But what we do is we say Cecil should have never paid that $37,000 in 2018. And here's why. If they've got questions, they come back and ask. If they've got any issues, they come back. We, we discuss the amounts. If they want to reduce it, we do that. None of that's an audit. That's just working through the figures. I, 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 the way I would, I would case it is, is this. It, it, it's approved by the IRS or, it, or nothing comes back. So once they've approved it, Said yes, these are legitimate. We believe these to be legitimate. So here's your money coming back. They they can't go back on it because they're the ones that literally. Well, I, 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 I want to say first, I want to make it very clear: the IRS can do whatever the hell they damn want these, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if they if they want to pay it and then come back at it, they could have, they could do that. We don't have that. It hasn't happened. And I my personal belief, and this is a personal belief. I'm not giving you giving you accounting accounting uh, um, advice uh, in this, but this is this is to me. There's no reason why would they? They've already looked at it. They paid you the money back. You've got a three year three year look back. They can't go back any more than three years. Uh, I think I think it reduces the it reduces the probabilities. You know, a long way. Uh, and then uh, and then um, do you once you've so. I'm looking for the big payday. Uh, three years, 
uh, I'm looking for a hundred grand, 120 grand, whatever. I don't know what it'll be. You and I are going to talk, but, but that's the big payday. But then I want moving forward. I want to be able to get my 20 next year, my 20, the year after the, the year after that. So you still continue to work with the companies to absolutely, absolutely. maximize this. That's the beauty. That's the beauty of this for both, for both of us. Okay. We want you to do it. It becomes easier. Obviously, obviously we have all of our documentation for the first year, but still, you know, Hey, I, I'll buy you, I'll buy you lunch and we'll figure out what we need to, what we need. We both have it over zoom, right? Cause you're in Nebraska or wherever you are yeah. uh, on this, but, but yeah, that's, that's exactly what we do. Uh, because we have a three-year look back, we can do it year by year by year. If we decide for whatever reason we want to skip a couple of years and then go backwards, we can still do that. We haven't lost anything because we've got the three-year look back. Okay. Uh, yeah. So every, you know, we end up, we end, I try to stay in contact, obviously. Uh, and then we, we, if we've got any issues, questions or problems, we always are available for it. But yeah, we're going to reach out to you and say, all right, time to look at it again. You ready to do it now? You said, yeah, you know what? I just do this. We'll just, we'll, we'll work it out. We just figure out what's right for you as a company. All right, Richard. I think I think I got you. Uh, you said we, I couldn't make it last an hour. I think I did. Um, yeah. It goes really quick, do doesn't it? How about that? Um, uh, uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to give this to my clients uh, and 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 other uh, automotive shops that deserve these these credits. Um, uh, uh, those of you that are watching this, if you have any questions, I see Richard's phone number has been up there the whole time. Uh, I have talked to him more than once. And, uh, also his, um, email is there and, uh, he's been very open with me, answered all kinds of crazy questions. Cause I always have them. Um, if you saw this on the leading edge, um, let Richard know, uh, Hey, I saw you on the leading edge and, uh, and um, I don't know. We'll do something special for you. Um, all right, uh, uh, Richard, thank you very much. Those of you that are watching, if you like this uh, or you got information from this, please like it and share it uh, within your, your groups because we want to get this out to as many shop owners as possible. Um, I know that you have one guy uh, who you, you found 50 grand for. Um, if you can do that for him, you can do that for almost anybody else. Uh, is there a one more question? I got to ask it, and then we'll. Let, right. Is there like a bot? Is it like five grand or less that you're going to say no, or is it ten grand or less? Is there what's the bottom line? You know what? If we, I've seen them come in as low as five or six or seven grand, but that's probably because we've already done the work and we figure we may as well. Okay, make a couple, make a couple of bucks, and make a couple of bucks. Make some bucks. We've, already done, we've already done the work. What the hell, right? So okay. on that, but but the, again, looking at the numbers. From a company standpoint, you want to look at a half million dollar revenue plus, and you pay taxes. I mean, yeah. meaning your personal taxes and around around ten grand could be eight grand average over the last three years. Okay. If you paid eight grand average over the last three years, then you're about twenty five grand. We're not going to get it all back for you, but we might get ten or fifteen grand of it. You know, I have paid I so much more than that. <laughs> all right guys that's a good problem richard, richard thank you so much for your thank time you very much. and Appreciate i will be talking to you tomorrow, tomorrow uh, I think it's and and uh by the way if you have any questions or anything you can you can hit up richard uh we will be monitoring the uh the chat uh, as this is playing so if you have questions you can ask us and uh um again just thank you see you later see you next time on take the care, guys look forward to talking to all of you, you take care now
That's it for this one. This episode was brought to you by GearForShops.com, the Gearheads Network, and the Institute. For a better business, a better life, and a better industry, visit WeAreTheInstitute.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next one.